Rooster Teeth's new logo looks like shit. Whose new logo? Rooster Teeth. They're they, still going? They have a new logo? Uh, not for much longer. <laughs> not for much longer at all. Oh, no. They're going to be going the big bye-bye very soon. Ooh, the E3 treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to be going the way of E3 here very soon. Everybody's pretty much done with them. They, they look like they went They went with the, what is it, the bar stool treatment with their logo? Modern, like modern corporate. Um, I was going to say Kindergartner, but yeah, man, Nokia, what you said too. Because Nokia did the same thing too. Did you see Nokia's new logo? No, but I don't. I, Nokia. It, it doesn't is, look like it says Nokia. What's it look like? It, like they use like weird lettering, and like the K looks like a sideways V. It's fuck. It's just weird. It's just weird. All these brand changes lately seems to be a thing now. Well. I'm sorry, but Rooster Teeth should have went the way of the Dodo years ago. Ooh. It's like that. I just, uh, you know, I just lost faith in them years ago. Like, ever since, well, I think I officially quit paying attention to them. The only reason I bring it up now is because I saw it, like, Ball is doing other things today. But um, was when they tried to reboot Red vs. Blue with, uh, what, what were they calling it? Versus God, I blue, don't um, zero, zero, right? Was zero the one where they had the two zero. The new people? Yep, zero. Dog, it was so fucking terrible. I, it was so fucking I bad. I remember when Red versus Blue came out, and it was like, well, first, it was... It was the hot shit. It was shit. very innovative, because you're using the in-game engine to create a TV show, and it worked. Yeah, and it was legitimately funny. Oh god, it was fucking. Hilarious. I quote that shit all the time. I, I must watch that at least once a year. How many seasons? There was all a lot of, of seasons of that too. Like it was like it was four, fourteen or so. That was the show of a generation, gentlemen. Eighteen seasons. Shit was dope. Shit was dope. And now I look at him and I'm like, just a shell of your former you know, self. It really is something to think about, like what they were doing at that time. You know, because it wasn't, you know... Having fun. HD wasn't a major thing around that time. It had it was brand new, and, you know, the graphics of the game weren't ama- amazing for that time, yeah. But look at, look at what they created, and look at what they did on the production standpoint. We're talking about editing, audio, uh, you know, putting everything together to make sure it looks right. It was a good fucking show. I commend them. It's Rooster Teeth is what happens when you stop doing something for fun. Yeah. With your friends and then focus on the making money part with investors instead. Makes a lot of sense. 
I mean, but what Rooster Teeth's been around what twenty? It feels like yeah, twenty about twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah, wow. Yeah, twenty twenty two years. Interesting. That's major. That's huge. That yeah. is. And and not, and now it's not going to sur- survive. It's funny because Warner. I didn't even know that Warner Brothers Discovery owned them. Yeah, that's when all their shit started changing around. That makes sense. I've always been more of a Machinima fan anyway. Oh, God. You don't know the lore behind that, man. Ooh, yeah, man. They're probably like the dirtiest. They're dirty. I I don't know why I believe that so much. And they pumped out such good quality shows. Like, they had the Street Fighter show that was really fucking good. Um, They also had... um, they had a Dragon Age show that they was had, really. They, good. they, they had a Dragon yes, Age that did. was really good. They had the GTA show. They had a whole bunch of shit. You know, they had good content, but as far as like that drama behind them, I had no idea. Yeah, I'm gonna send you. Uh, I'm gonna send him a, a link to our boy Sonny. Yeah, yes, yeah, Sonny V too. <laughs> Sonny has a, a good ten minute, ten minuter on why. <laughs> Bro, Machinima is like the death row. Like they were the Suge Knight of any. Just any, pretty much any creator, and in, in, in literally the inception of YouTube. Mm, yeah, like mm-hmm. yo, it was bad. Yo, they started Valina Ice and hella people. <laughs> <laughs> they had the Terminator Salvation thing show. Oh, with um, which the one on Fox? That was them. Was it on? No, 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 no. That no, that was a whole different um, like Terminator Salvation, like that franchise alone had a machine i think it was a cartoon it was like it was like animated it wasn't it was like 3d ish that's the best way that i could that i could it was like game engine um graphics Ooh, you know what you know what you just reminded me of clean and we definitely got to do a deep dive on this podcast about it uh the fucking show reboot is that that new oh, show you, that's on Hulu or something? No, no, no. Here, you type in Cartoon Network, type in reboot, like, 90s to 2000s. Y'all know when you see it. Y'all know Bob, that blue bastard. This isn't going to be, like, Clone High, right? No, man. Type in reboot and then Bob. You Once you see him, your brain is going to explode. Oh, reboot Bob. That was the dude, yo. You remember that? They they were you were inside a computer program. Bob was like um anti-wear. Every time like there was a the kid on the outside uploaded a game, like they would randomly be in the game as NPCs and they had to beat it. My my brain it probably got scrambled in between that time. I remember him. I don't remember any of that show though. See, the entire time you were talking, I was thinking of Special Agent Bob and Secret Agent Steve. Oh, no, not them. They're great, though. <laughs> uh, can you, can, Clean, can you put the photo in the in the text, the host chat for this man to see? Yeah, I, I feel like you. if Brandon sees it, he's going to be like, oh, damn. Copy image. Paste image. The fuck is that thing? You've never <laughs> seen Reboot? I know. Come on. Don't the do hell is that? Bob. You don't know Bob? We need to... It deserves genocide. That is, <gasps> no, I always said that Bob was like the, the off child of Captain Planet. He was, yo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was. <laughs> 
Nah, oh, man. man. Bob, Bob at the time was the closest to what we had as a minority. <laughs> my man got curls. Yo. He looked like Michael Jackson if he was um if he was like the blue guy in that one song. He was born in Neptune. <laughs> he has the hair of every surfer dude in any '90s movie. Or like that one guy from Grind. Oh, that was a good Disney movie, man. It pops up every now and then. You wait, so Brandon, you never grew up like watching reboot. Oh uh, no! Damn, man. <sighs> an era. It was an era. But gentlemen, it's time. Yes, sir. And we're we're gonna keep the the introduction simple and smooth. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kenny Figueroa Gomez, a.k.a. Ken Dog. We got Brandon Wayner in the back. Brandon, say hi to the kids. Go fuck yourself. Ah, yes. Words of wisdom. And and, and last but not least, the uh this this man could be heard in radios, podcasts, the the world galore. Say hi, clean. Yo, yo, yo. Pretty soon, audiobooks and whatever come whatever comes after. We're looking for something. We're going to put Brandon in the next reboot. He's going to be the new Bob. But Brandon has... I will Brandon, commit some Brandon, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon is going to need keeps. <laughs> no, I don't. I like having... I, I like shaving my head. I have the perfect size head like for it. My head shape is perfect for, for Bob? it. I think, I think, I no. think we could give Bob a good, a good makeover. I feel I feel like Bob can go bald. It, it'll then he's just gonna look like a part of the Blue Man Group. <laughs> Why not, man? Let's let's bring music back into to cartoons. Bring the arts back. <laughs> we don't need the arts. <gasps> the arts Brandon. need us. Oh, <laughs> literally, yes. <laughs> By definition, we are we are saving art. Damn, yo, we're superheroes. <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing some some bullshit though. I was looking into um, like that is a whole different thing. That's offline shit, but yeah, but yeah, no, uh, that that's just for jokes because people are gonna think I'm serious. But <laughs> Poor I'm man. Not, I am serious, <laughs> dog. I don't know why people like take me seriously like this many episodes I in. Come up with a I really don't why. understand it. But I'd love to hear three. Uh oh. You want to hear three? Because when you talk, you sound like the leader. Lies. Blasphemy even. back me up here. Bro, you literally, you can lull my soul to rest when you're talking about gory, <laughs> gory things or throwing pee bottles at people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this keeps me nice. And this is like a story. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I think it is. I think your tone, because though, if subconsciously everybody listens to it, and you are very assertive when you speak, so that's why everybody's like they take you for what you say. And that's your three reasons right there. That's I feel bad for all of humanity that I've ever spoken to in my entire life. Then because that's that sucks for them. I suck. I, it sucks for the ones that don't hire you. <laughs> <laughs> that is, Brandon. Leaders aren't oof. aren't made. They're born. They're this born is exactly like why them. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly no, that won't exist that won't <laughs> exist pretty soon anyway so 
Man, get on Substack. Yeah, uh, uh, they they literally <laughs> partnered with El Toro <laughs> to make trades on Twitter. No, no, the no, writing's no. on the wall. No, next thing you know, Brandon's gonna be hiding in parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I there are so I have some pretty uh staunch beliefs and uh even i don't go there <laughs> oh listen i totally got an account i like to dive in there and see what's going on that shit is wild <laughs> like yo like, it's it really is like the it's the other the reverse of twitter it's because the, there's like there's normal like hey then it's like okay it's a little far then it goes a little farther and then i'm like oh yeah you're just here to watch the world burn <laughs> <laughs> like it that just escalates. It's funny because that is exactly how I describe Twitter. Yeah, it's it's the reverse. They're, they're <laughs> that is exactly oh, it's shit. the same same. What do you, what do you think? God, is every time social... every time I go onto Twitter, I just know I'm going to be upset. Like my day is going to be mad, like bad. Now, can you imagine the Twitter posts that would be going on during the Battle of Enba? Have you seen the Twitter posts that are happening with the Battle of Ukraine right now? <laughs> Oh, uh, fun fact, we, special forces are there just to defend the U.S. Embassy. Wink, wink. <laughs> that totally ended up well last time when Hillary oh, Clinton yeah. did it, but. Oh, yeah, that movie is great. I, I, oh, I love that movie so much. You, you know who doesn't love that movie? I know, I'm sorry about that. I know, I Bill, Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, political fun aside, y'all, I have a question. I have a very simple question for you guys. Is it, is it, is it would you rather? Please, no. No, it's not would you rather. It's a, no, it's then a, I'm not, then I'm not answering. Oh, no, no, I promise. It's a very simple question because I'm, I'm thinking. No. Of Those are the worst kinds of questions. Those are the kind of questions lawyers ask you. When you're, <laughs> <laughs> and they're always one-sided. Hey, Brandon, there's a delivery coming to your door right now <laughs> ted kaczynski <laughs> wrong ted <laughs> oh man i hope you love the internationally acclaimed dance movie you got served um no it's 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 funny because we're picking back up with blue team and this is 30 minutes after the um after the emergency broadcast that went out and when uh, Nazad, the Drip God, and the Drip Rangers pulled up, I love Nazad. He's probably my favorite. He's such a cool <laughs> character, man. How do you spell it? <laughs> you do, they do not believe it. You just... <laughs> I write it down every time and see if you change it. <laughs> it is N I. Z A C. That's it. Ne- There's no apostrophe. <laughs> I just don't believe there it. An apostrophe somewhere in there. <laughs> no, there. It's it's it's. That's how it's written. It's like a Spanish word. It's it's written the way it said. You know what's fucked up is I got the book sitting right next to me, and I just refuse to open it to, <laughs> to agree with you. I'm okay with that because you know what, the drip god is in in each and every one of us. <laughs> You better fucking not be. I did not consent. They don't wear pants. He's like Shrek, dog. You just gotta let him into your heart. That's that's how that shit starts. That's how that shit starts. That's how they get you. Oh. That's no, you will not just the tip me, Nazat. <laughs> Nazat is love. Nazat is life. But my lawyer question is this to to each of you. 
if you are showing 30 up 30 minutes late to a to a skirmish i just want to know like what's your action hero tough guy line for showing up 30 minutes late that's it i just want you to know that if i'm 30 minutes late my brain already goes eh, i missed it I'm and then i just go home. do whatever i was yeah. doing <laughs> yeah like so i just want to i just want so there's a saying it what is it if you if you if you taste poison you might as well finish the meal yeah oh i like that I've yeah never heard that. Uh, i like that yeah, so the way I you've heard me say it the other way before. If you um I already broke the lamp, I might as well keep playing ball in the house. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, so, uh <laughs> that's just where I'm at in life. <laughs> that's just kind of how I live my life is at <laughs> already fucked up. I'm going to get in trouble either way. If I'm walking <laughs> so, if I'm well. walking in 30 minutes late and I'm walking in with a twig in my ear forgetting about it, messed up without my backpack, without anything. I'm I'm if I'm late it's because I had a bad night or a bad morning. If I'm late, I'm, I'm not coming. I'm never late for anything. <laughs> I'm never late. My wife was late once and now it yells at me at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell. And I just I wanna I wanna say thank you to you gentlemen for providing those interesting point of views, it's especially knowing that hey fuck it I missed it I missed it, so thank you for that. You're welcome. I mean you're gonna hear it um, at least once. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I've been in Brandon's position where like if I'm late I'm like fuck it, but like you know. There's two different. Sections. I guess you know. I just don't. Uh, I just don't have an issue with commitment. I guess you know. <sighs> <laughs> oh hell! I was gonna be like, it depends on the game universe, because then at that point, it's just acceptable. That's like, ah, oh, it's too many losses. I mean, are you really gonna make that big of a difference? I'm not so egotistical to think that my my presence would change an outcome of anybody's life. I mean. Before we hop back into Halo, I mean, technically, as a recruiter, it did. Nah, you don't. Nah. <laughs> I mean, y'all think, uh, I, are you sure? Nah. <laughs> if you... They're all good. I check them. I check them every now and then. They're all good. <laughs> but, you made, but you made an impact on their <laughs> lives. At the end of the day, they can't go back. <laughs> yeah, they can. 100%. I did. I even oh, taught dude. a couple of them how to. <laughs> wow! Wow! So why are you? What? <laughs> but you're not pivotal. <laughs> I got. I, I am so not. I don't give any more information. I. I mean, I don't just generate information and knowledge. Like I find it and then tell other people. They have the same capabilities of finding knowledge as I do. Bro, my man pulls up into your life like freaking a uh, reacher. Hey, you want to join the military? <laughs> Boom. You getting out? Of, then when you're getting out, hey, man, I know when you get out, it's hard. Let me show you some things. And then he disappears. Like, do you have like pocket dust or like smoke sand? <laughs> no, I don't think so. This is a lot of. I don't, let's talk about me less this episode. You're making me uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Wow, I'm uncomfy. Man. You're, you're a swell guy, bro. You said swole wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's the talk of somebody who drinks bang. And I'm <laughs> drinking. I'm drinking. Jesus Christ. Peach mango juice, right? <laughs> All right. It's fucking so, delicious. I do need you <laughs> Wait, it, is it fucking Bang Energy flavor? I don't like Bang Energy. <laughs> I don't like it. It tastes weird. Oh, bro, that's why why you're not. You small. ever taste like All a small um, bros drink Bang? Yeah, maybe if maybe if you drink the Crash, I've Bandicoot never Gino, never in my Crash life had G Fuel. G Fuel flavor. He may feel a little better. There's a Crash Bandicoot. It. I almost had a heart attack a couple months ago because of it. Yeah, it's called oh, it's the Wumble and Fruit flavor. Holy shit, I'm glad you're still here, bro. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it was bad. I drank a whole can of, of uh, Tetris Blast, and my heart started beating, and I took a nap for like eight hours. She feels bad for you, but Halo is good. It's not I'm going to I'm gonna eat my microphone if we don't get through this. <laughs> Why were you asking us if we were 30 minutes late for something? Are we a pizza delivery boy? What happened? Oh, I was really just trying to come up with the name for the episode. I'm caught up between 30 minutes or less or late to the party. That That's where the, the question stemmed from. I oh. thought you guys would have like a cool 80s. I gave you a dope liner. fucking philosophical <laughs> quote. <laughs> you really did. People like <laughs> boom booms and bang bangs. That's the thing. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is one of the greatest movies of all time, by the way. Hold that note because I can't really remember it at this moment. I'm not gonna say no, but I'm not gonna say yes. <laughs> all right, but for reals, all right. So we're picking up with blue. Finally, team. Right, so we ended. Yes, picking back up with the with the kids. Nazat is somewhere in the tunnel. It's been 30 minutes since Nazat's assault on the Whitley, and when we pick up, they are hauling ass right now. I'm talking full sprints. And you do you guys remember in Dragon Ball Z, like when, when Goku's riding Nimbus and it gives the first person view and you see like the view just like boom, 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 flying through? Yeah. 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 No, me, I, no. But it's okay. It's all right. No. Yeah. Well, either way, you're like seeing them, but rolling hills on Netherop. So it's not like fun and and happy it's rough it's dusty or you can see things you know shimmering in in ahead because of all the heat from the exploding ships you're and describing so, woodstock but continue Ooh, yeah that is the, like the second day second or third day here's the thing john literally says his legs are on fire from all the exerting he's doing from running because it's not just the only armor doing all the work like it's them and the kids he says he feels like he's breathing um, ammonia. Ammonia? And yeah, ammonia. What? Are you saying ammonia? Are you fucking with me? Ammonia. <laughs> ammonia. There's, some, there's something <laughs> leaking in his suit. Dude, I don't know what's in Netarop. I just know, like, the fact that the castaways have lived that long on Netarop without no augmentations and breathing apparatus says a lot. There, he's breathing in the air. He's saying that the skin suits that the, the Spartans wear, it's not bleeding off enough body heat. And he can hear the joints of the Mjolnir armor from how much dust has collected in there from running. 
but it pays off boys because now the team is exactly 1000 meters away from the Whitley and in the distance they can hear the sweet sweet sounds of plasma cannon fire <laughs> or as I like to call it a summer in Newark <laughs> so at this point they do a little team check so John hops on team comms. He kind of lets them know, hey, do a weapons check. They start flashing their green indicators. John checks the following. He first checks his battle rifle. He double checks it to make sure there isn't dust in it. He plays with the different uh, modes, the, the excuse me, the firing modes. Make sure everything's clicking and clacking. Next, he checks his M7 submachine gun. Got to make sure, you know, everything's running fine on that. Then from there, he proceeds to check the missile tubes that he has for Fred's rocket launcher. Got to make sure there's no dust in that. Then the grenades, and he did have to blow a little dust out of them just to make sure the priming slides weren't um, sluggish. And at this point, we also figure out how the team is for uh, like formed up right now. If you remember, Fred was on point. So Fred is about 100 meters in front of John. And Linda is about 100 meters to the right of John. And they go ahead and give the go-ahead that they're ready to go. But it's at this point we find out that the Spartans are actually sponsored, boys. What give plants all the electrolytes they need? What What is it, boys? What's the one thing plants need in this world? Water. Sun. Clean, you're wrong. Brandon, what is it plants need in this life? Love. All you need is Gatorade, y'all. It has the electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy, the Gatorade. You're, he's not wrong, actually, which is actually kind of insane to admit. You're not wrong. Hey, President Camacho knows what he's talking about, man. But uh, no, so I didn't know this in the Mjolnir armors. They get hit with um, a fluid mix or like literally it pops out a tube for them to drink on. It has a a monosaccharides, glycogen or carbohydrates and sugar. They're pretty much getting a a shot of uh, UNSC Gatorade to get them ready for the battle that's about to come. And the reason why this auto feature comes equipped on the Mjolnir because they finish sprinting 19 kilometers and in freedom units that is 11 miles and just to clarify for everybody this isn't like a sprint forward if y'all remember they were on the curvy winding mountains of like the forgotten highway it has truly been a workout for the kids as everybody's getting in position fred kind of climbs up or he cresses um, down one of the like the hilly mountains that's leading up to the Whitley. And then John does a quick uh, team check. He tries to make sure everybody's good to go. Their weapons are ready to go. So he's like, is everybody ready to engage? Fred chimes in. Yeah, something feels wrong up there. Now, John being a smart ass, he responds. Underwear. Ha <laughs> ha, got him. <laughs> I thought you didn't read the book. Huh? I thought you didn't read the book. How'd you know? Busted. Busted. Buster Rhymes. That's the next episode. Don't ruin it. No spoilers. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the quote reads like what john didn't doubt fred's instincts they were nearly always accurate but it was hard to prepare for something be more specific john said okay it's kind of a stomach flutter said fred and then john immediately is like can it dog there's no time for wisecracking and then fred's like dog who is wisecracking i'm telling you something just feels wrong it has to be the artillery, John said. That's all we have to go on right now, what we're hearing. And then Linda chimes in. I think the trouble is in what we are not hearing. So it's at that point, John asks Linda, okay, what is it that we're not hearing? Like, what is it that I'm missing? She responds, rockets and point defense guns. Now, at this point, this sends John. Subtle. I'm sorry. It was very subtle. Like, oh, right. Of all the things to not like to look yeah. for to know. But it that this little exchange, this detail falls perfectly with the last chapter we just went over. John's head is going into overdrive, right? You rem- So he breaks down what the Whitley is. The Whitley is a scavenger ship. He knows that it comes equipped with rockets. It comes equipped with point defense guns. He knows that regardless of how the ship lands, they have those guns and rockets on each side of the ship. So one of those sides is going to be facing the enemy. But boys, do you know what happened? Some, some of the guns were down. Brandon, you yo, you got a gold star Tell the lady you're getting a gold star. Drip God, if you remember, he came heavy. And he's like, I'm going to sacrifice some bodies to get yeah, those he guns. He came heavy. <laughs> 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 yeah, they don't wear pants. And <laughs> you never got us the answer. What's the... Uh, I haven't Googled it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> oh, man. So the team could not hear any kind of defense happening. Not just the fact that there were no rocket or point defense guns. There were no grenades. There were no explosions. There were no like sounds of like UNSC issued weapons firing. So everything stayed silent and they got worried. That is until they heard a noise. It was a faint noise, gentlemen. It was the faint noise of a microwave blast. And then after the blast, you know what they heard? What's that? Scared. Distant cheering. Oof. From where? Oh, so that's the thing. The noise was a microwave blast. And there's only one group on that damn planet that uses microwave weapons. El Nino. El Nino. It's Unga Bunga time. That's the Sangelis, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> technically, if you hear microwave weapons and cheering, those are pirates. Oh, it's the castoffs that they hear. But then that cheering gets cut short because then it gets like you hear a sound of plasma cannons going off. <laughs> oh, and then it gets, <laughs> but it gets quiet again. And then there's more microwave blasts, and then there's more plasma bolts flying. <laughs> The fucking castoffs are having a whole battle with the Covenant. <laughs> the mood is tense. Tense Fantana. Tense Fantana. Oh, that's a new that's a new Fanta flavor, ain't it? I don't know. 
that's very interesting how how um the author is describing that it is a silence like you know kind of like a ceasefire like a moment like a, like do you want more because we have more they so they send more then they stop oh do you guys want more then they give them a little more Bro, oh, that that feel that is that that is the prime definition of unga bunga time. It's almost like a tease in a way because you're not giving them the whole thing because you clearly see that these bastards could literally, you know, push their shit in, and they're teasing them just with little shots. You'll see. There's a little bit more to it. <laughs> there's a little bit more to it. So, at this point. As the, as the noise starts kicking off, Fred starts getting closer to the to a hill in front of them that's going to lead them to where the, the Whitley is. John then has his bad feeling, and he decides, we're going to do a little recon before jumping in. Fred kind of looks at John, and is literally just like, for real? And I, I wrote it down like this. Fred strolled up to the next gentle hill on his way to violence. And then he chimed in. What's to understand? Fred dropped to his belly and began to crawl toward the hilltop. A bunch of kids are fighting a bunch of aliens over an Oni ship and they need help. As Fred spoke, he was already peering over the hill. He immediately dropped back down and began to prepare the M41 for firing. That bad, John added, still ascending. Not exactly, Fred said, but you'll see. Well, at this point, John gets up to where Fred is, and they finally see the Whitley. They finally hit this plateau, this this destined plateau I think we've been talking four or five episodes about. Yeah, we in there. Finally, boys. So they were running the thousand meters. So how much closer we are now? Because that's point six of a mile. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not close yet because there's a whole lot of detail, right? So <laughs> when he, John finally sees it, the Whitley stole stood wedged into the shallow valley below, a colossal horseshoe shaped vessel that rose as high as the knolls that flanked it. The two legs of the ship rested on struts as large as main battle tanks and between the struts hung the collars of thrust nozzles large enough to cover the entire razor class prowler at this point like john kind of goes on to describe the area so he describes the ship but we also find out the unsc's grand plan for the spartans um do you guys remember how that conversation went down between upper management and the Spartans? They said, hey, the healthcare here sucks. And they said, we fix it. Now everybody's happy. Close. Close. I, I don't think, I don't think my, my answer is that too far off from that. Even, to be honest <laughs> with you. I was kind of thinking the same thing. <laughs> well, boys, the Spartans saved Medicare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they got picked up from a mission that went south and they got told hey you're gonna go to a trap well here's part two to that plan so after the spartans go into the trap and you know save the day like they're supposed to their big plan comes from the legendary movie in the halo timeline known as toy story 
Good movie. Good movie. The yeah, solid Which movie. Which one? Right? Which one? Oh, Toy Story one. Toy Story oh, one. The original. A, a classic. They like to call it the uh, the Buzz Lightyear maneuver. <laughs> the the Oni's big plan was to send the Spartans to go in and pew 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 all the Covenant and clear the ship. And then the Whitley was gonna wake up, stretch his legs, hover over the Covenant ship, drop down a ginormous claw, pick it up. And let me, may, uh, you know, I'm not even gonna quote it. Their game plan was after to pick it up was to jump in a slip, slip space so fast that the covenant, a covenant fleet wouldn't be behind them. And then they were going to keep slip space jumping into different areas until they were sure they lost the covenant and then go back to earth. That's the plan, boys. Good plan. The claw. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was good. <laughs> I watch a lot of Toy Story in this house. I can tell. I can tell. You might have a career there, bud. Perfect. It's the only thing I know how to say. Damn, Slipstream is pretty interesting. I'm reading about it right now. If if you watch any spacefaring shows, yeah, slip space jumps, that's uh that's always included. Also formerly known as the Shaw Fujikawa space. Oh, here we go with these fucking dickheads again. Oh, man, we haven't heard. I feel like an alarm should go off. We haven't talked about those since, like, episode two. <laughs> oh, man. These goddamn posers. Oh, Lord. <laughs> these kids. So if, 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 hey, if we're dealing with, like, an Earth timeline, does TRICARE still exist in um, in the Halo universe? I'm sure it's just been renamed something else. It's, it's like now uh, Universal Tricare now, probably. Universal for all. Mm-hmm. Even Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, Clean, um, about where exactly the Spartans are, um, while John is looking at the area, he can see the Whitley... And he can actually sort of see the lucky break. And when in terms of the lucky break, he can't necessarily see it. He sees the shape of the ship in the shimmer of the heat that's over Netarop. And based on where they're at. It's like he knows it's right there. He can see it, but not kind of see it, but it's there. Yeah, exactly. And the way it's kind of broken down. The lucky break is about 4,000 meters of where where they're standing um, near like the plateau. And then the Whitley is about 1,000 meters. But the Whitley is parked in a chasm the same way the Spartans were before they climbed out to chase Lena and the other kids, Arnie and Oscar. It's it's a it's it's such a weird planet where there's there's so many canyons and caves and highways. So it's another chasm. The Whitley is on a plateau, kind of sort of in that canyon chasm connection. And then below it, that's where Nazat had the firefight with um the soldiers that shot the grenade and all that. So <laughs> 
kind of thinking about the Grandall picture without it getting too confusing. The Covenant is still on their side of that canyon, and the aliens are cut. Excuse me, and then the castoffs are kind of like a little bit outside the Covenant side of the chasm, and that's where we're gonna be for a little bit. It's a weird planet. It's it's a weird planet geologically, but chasms aside they can kind of sort of see the covenant fighting the castoffs and originally when john's looking at it without looking looking through his scope he's like oh this is barely a skirmish this isn't a big deal that was until he took a closer look with his scope he sees 19 covenant bodies in the chasm six of them are about elites he picks up on three different plasma cannons. And if you guys remember, those are the cannons from the, the tanks that got shot by the UNSZ when the Zot was trying to cross, cross over with those. So they're using those same plasma cannons. And the way it's set up on the battlefield, there are three cannons. There's two cannons about 100 meters away from a third cannon that's sitting on a promontory and for anybody who doesn't know a promontory is a point of high land that juts out into a large body of water or a head of land so it just kind of pick your poison and if you think of a large body of water there's no water on that rock don't know what to tell you so we see the two cannons in the back and then this third cannon that's on this tall piece of land is a little bit more special. It has one gunner, a spotter, and then two elites with those particle rifles or those antimatter rifles that took down the defenses of the Whitley. John also can see all the damage that Nazat did on his like Hail Mary suicide mission to run into the ship. So it's kind of a nice um, pickup of where we left off with our boy. It's at this point, John is kind of watching the castoffs engage the um, the Covenant, and he's just really confused on their tactics. He sees that the where the Covenant's at, they just necessarily need to climb out of the chasm to get to the castoffs, and if the castoffs were smart, they would just kind of wait for them to kind of climb up and come toward them and pick them off. But... John remembers they're not trained and the fact that they're not trained and they haven't thought of that is actually more surprising to him more if they actually did do it. But at this point, John is done watching. He's done questioning their tactics and now he gives orders. First order goes to Linda. He tells her, you're going to take out the two cannons in the back. Fred is going to take out that front cannon on the on the, the highland, and John's going to help him do it. On top of that, John's responsibility, other than supporting Fred, is also to make sure that they don't get any fire from the castoffs, so no random trees bursting into, you know, fire next to them. Well, at this point, the the team literally gets on their hands and knees and start crawling in their position. So everybody breaks off, and then we'll pick up with the team seven minutes later into their army crawl. 
they're so what they're doing is and, and just to paint the picture as the coven is engaged with the cast offs the spartans are kind of trying to move quick but they're also trying to move stealthily since they know that they're not the main focus well as they're getting closer and closer to their position to take their fire john gets woken up by a giant boom that boom was a covenant rifle making a connection to a spider tank battery cannon john says he sees two of the the people on the spider tank take off into the air knowing damn well they're done like they literally shot off looking like team rocket oh here i go blasting off again <laughs> oh lord there's not too much time to think because as john kind of watches them blast off into space he starts moving again, but he gets the go-ahead from Linda that he's in position. If the circumstances were different, John would have waited for Fred to get in position as well as himself before telling her to engage. But here's the problem. The longer they take to get ready means more cast-offs get hurt. And if more cast-offs get hurt, that's more supplies and more medical attention they got to give up. And he's like, I already had to give up a Spartan to take care of three kids. I can't lose any more time because if I don't get this situation in check, I got a whole other situation that Kelly let him know that there's a special op teams trailing right behind them. So they're running out of options real quick. There's not a lot more thinking because by the time these thoughts are passing John's head, you hear is boom, boom. And that's Linda's SR-99 going off twice. And then in the team com or the team HUD, she lights her green light three times to indicate that the targets are down. And then we go back to John and his overthinking. And at this point, John is hauling ass. And he knows if the elites are worth anything, they know that not only... They're fighting the cast-offs, but their situation has completely changed based on the sound of those two shots. And they are probably getting ready for the Spartans. As he continues to crawl, he hears three more booms from Linda. And it's funny how well he knows Linda, because I'm, I'm assuming there was a little bit more than the three shots, because he talks about how like everybody's kind of been pushed to her limit because for Linda to take anybody or whatever target she needs, it takes no more than three shots. And like three is pushing it for Linda. So he knows he's tired. She's tired and her aim is getting a little shaky. Fred then gets in position. And it's at this point, John also too, he gets in position. So he double checks his rifle as well to just to make sure like this dust is not stopping him that the weapon is ready. At that point, once he knows his weapon is good to go, he tells Fred to engage. Pretty and it's Fred? pretty boy Fred. Pretty boy Fred. But it's at this point, though, we get a we get one more interruption from the cast off. There's a sound of a microwave of a tree exploding near the covenant tank in the oh excuse me cannon in the center 
and it looks like it got a decent hit. In that moment, that explosion lands. Fred shoots two rockets to follow up on the on the explosions. At that point, as Fred's rockets are connecting into the cannon, John pulls up the BR and looks down the scope and the area that he needs to hit is actually blocked by a by a tree plant. And if you remember the plants in this planet are like plant, mineral and animal. Yeah. So what yeah, there you go. So what do you what do you boys do if a tree is blocking your your field of vision? I'm blasting the shit out of it. I politely ask it blasting to move because I'm not a fucking heathen. Well, the heathen wins. <laughs> the heathen. Are you, call it, are you calling me a heathen? Because I would blast. I'm just it. saying. You sound like an eco terrorist. No, listen. I love I love trees. All right, you. We all know that I love trees. Do we? When the hell have we had a conversation about trees? Never. But I love trees. Okay, they provide oxygen. They're they're beautiful to look at. But I'm sorry if you're in the way of my mission. I'm going right. All right. All right, Lorax. Calm down. Listen. (laughs) I would love to see a version of the Lorax with Cleve with this. <laughs> mm. 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 Good Lord. Tim Burton, hire me. Time for some action, boys. Time for some action. Well, John follows John's advice <laughs> and shoots right through the plant animal tree. As soon as he knocks the tree down with the BR rounds, all he can see is the smoke of the cannon that was there. But in that moment, he sees the particle rifle going off with a bullet with Fred's name on it. What do you think John does at this moment? Question how they know Fred's name. (laughs) He's a popular guy. kind of just wait around and see, I, I would sit there and wait around and see what happens to be honest with you because answers are about to come out now well john apparently plays modern warfare because my man calls it out he's like i got it he sees where the light is and i'll read the quote <clears throat> it took a couple of heartbeats but finally he spotted an elite warrior kneeling in the smoke Bracing his beam rifle on a section of broken uh, chassis, John put the crosshairs low on the alien's flank, just under his elbow, and fired a long burst. The alien's energy shield crackled, and the enemy leaped back and swiveled toward John. Trying to bring his beam rifle around a counterattack, bad mistake. John adjusted to center mass and continued to fire. The elite tumbled over backward, armor pushed inward, and weapon flying free. John, don't miss. I want you to remember that sentence here in 60 episodes. <laughs> what? Ha- I mean, you know, John, don't miss, though. John, don't miss. He's not He's not Hawkeye. Look, I don't know if John could survive a snowplow. So... Technically, Hawkeye's the toughest Avenger now, like in real life. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, is Disney just going to 
racked at for views. Yep. yep. <laughs> they didn't give a shit about Hawkeye. <laughs> Yeah, yo, oh, they he almost even like... died. He almost died. Let's make it. Let's make a right? show about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't that happen after the show? But no, no, he just. I don't think Ken Dog's tracking the new new. No, I think he's on Internet ex- Internet no, no. Explorer. No, no, no. You need to that. That shit's new. Like they they found out to make a six month production in like a week. <laughs> Wait, 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 Top Book. So they're literally giving him his own show, not like his pickup show with, with Haley, whatever. It's out. No, but yeah, the snow. I thought the snowplow thing happened after the show came out. What, what show are you talking Are you talking about the Hawkeye show or the Jeremy Renner show? The, the Hawkeye, Hawkeye show. I didn't know Jeremy There Renner we go. Was, That's why you're on the Internet Explorer line. Because you don't know about the Jeremy Renner show. <laughs> oh, wow. Holy shit, I know he's getting a show. Good for him. Getting it out. <laughs> it's out. Well, God damn. <laughs> you are impossible to talk when, to. <laughs> when he gets that show, it's going to be great. I'm totally not going to watch it. It's called Renovations. Like, you couldn't think of a better name. They that. only had like three days to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> On HGTV. Sounds wonderful. I know you're fucking with well, me, but it's still point- getting me upset. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna sell it all the way through. But, yeah, boys, at that point, John is a cool, quick man, action man reload to the point that Linda gotta let him know, like, hey. What good? All oh, clear. that one. Mm-hmm. They murdered everybody. <laughs> And then John's like, double check for reinforcements. And they're like, nah, nobody's there. And he's like, what about the surprise party that's on the way? And Linda's like, I don't peep that, but I'm going to keep my eye on it. So, at that point, he tells her, keep your eye on it, but stay frosty. You know, stay hidden. Fred, I want you up in the trees. Stay hidden. I'm going to go of say hi. Putting Fred in the fucking tree. He's <laughs> that poor fucking dude. <laughs> Bro, Fred's a secret weapon. You gotta, you gotta keep the your your trump card hidden until you need him. He's in, he's indicted. Nah, not Fred. Not no, Fred. You're the trump card. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about my man. So he'll be oh, out. Yeah. He'll be out. He'll be oh, out. Oh, big T. Yeah, yeah, big T. Everybody's like, we just wanted a mugshot. I'm like, y'all didn't even get that. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all didn't even get that. But (laughs) easy White House wins later. Um, (laughs) So he's hidden. John actually goes and approaches the uh, the castaways that are kind of all like celebrating and kind of watching who are these new aliens that showed up. Um, John pulls a Brandon. Shows up. I'm not an alien. I'm a guy in a suit. I need to talk to you. We need to talk right now. Immediately, the three runners show up. One plants itself sort of about 20 meters in front of John, and then two more spiders are on his flank. Now, John is oddly impressed by this, but he's not too, too impressed. 
Because he's like, yeah, y'all got me surrounded, but how high up you're sitting on your spiders, Linda and Fred can drop all of y'all. So he's not worried. Now, the difference between these cast-off spiders and then the cast-off spiders with Lena, Oscar, and Arnie is there's only two people. There's a gunner and there's a driver. And every respective gunner and driver is either a teenager or a young, we're going to call a young adult, an early adult, maybe 18 to like 20. But we can't tell because they're malnourished and their eyes are sunken in. Well, a gentleman in the front spider, he's known as the bladed nose man in the book. Stupid fucking name. You leave bladed nose man alone. Comes up. He actually admits, John, I don't believe you. I don't know who you are, buddy. And then John does what any reasonable SoundCloud rapper would do. Gives up. He starts. <laughs> no. Hey, he starts man. sending his link to everybody. He said reasonable. I mean, no, the sending your link to everybody is not reasonable. That's that's the hell, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you clout, you name drop. <laughs> you start dropping names. <laughs> you know NASA got a SoundCloud. Stop playing. We'll talk about it later, but yeah. Alright, cool. Um so he drops I'm not an alien. Elena and Oscar will come and verify it. And at that point, he gets one of the cast-offs to break their, like, hard demeanor. They're like, you have them? Like, are they with you? And he's like, clearly they're not with me. Um, He's like, but one of my buddies is with them. And then another dude on a different spider is like, you guys got anybody else? And he's like, yeah, we got Arnie. Arnie's alive as well. Bladed Nose Man steps in, and he's like, well, what do you want for him? John is like, y'all, I'm not, I'm not trading the kids. It's not slavery. We're coming to help you. And then at this point, almost every cast off in the general area is now asking questions. They were like, hey, what happened to um, Berg and Greta? John, with his face mask, looks at this random cast off person. John informs them that uh, Bert and Greta, they don't know who they are, but he's pretty sure those were the kids that got uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki <laughs> in front of Fred. So everybody gets quiet as they're kind of taking a moment to let those deaths sneak uh, sink in. So at this point as well, John is also doing some sociology because he's kind of picking up on who's talking and who's not talking. He figures out bladed nose man in front of him. And, um, and I forgot to include this detail. The woman on the right square jaw, sunken eyes, green eyes. Those are the two lieutenants. Lena was talking about. Who are you? My dad trying to tell a joke. I forgot the horse's name was Monday. (laughs) 
<laughs> Brandon, it's Thursday, you silly goose. What, fucking who cares? <laughs> you didn't know either. <laughs> I know I did. I had to ask my coworker today. It was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was Samson and Roselle. The, the two Samsonite talking about, but there's a lot of Samsonites <laughs> <laughs> going on in this fucking place, bro. Well, damn right, they better get their suitcases ready. Well, John is actually letting them kind of take a moment. The Sarah McLaughlin music is playing. The deaf, they're like letting it wash over themselves because he kind of looks at them and he realizes, like, yeah, these aren't those kids' parents. But based on the um, the average lifespan on the planet, they probably had to take over. But immediately, John's motion sensor goes off. And nine unidentified objects are coming toward him alien style. John thinks about it and he realizes... Those aren't elites, because if that was the elite spec ops, they've done a terrible job on pulling up on him. He realized they're cast-offs. John knows they're, they're trying to flim his flam. So he tries to warn them, like, yo, what you're doing is a bad idea. And Samson, bladed nose man, you're going to find out throughout the rest of this chapter, everything John tells him, he assumes John is trying to threaten him, which isn't the case. John then hops on Team Com, tells Fred, hey, I need you to say yeah, or as we like to say up north, I need you to do a bird call real quick. Now, Fred being his homie, he does the whole little hoo hoo And then all the cast-offs <laughs> are like, what? They look away from John, giving John enough time to whip out his, uh, <laughs> his hand Whoa. cannon with the BR, Whoa. and now it's a Mexican standoff. And he's telling him he's got both He's got he's got both uh, spiders on the flanks, and he's like, "Listen, this is a bad idea, and you want to stop now." <laughs> oh, so, boy. getting spicy. So Fred made the intro. So he's coming down as well. He he told Fred, "Come down, but keep your weapons low." John gives them the last ultimatum. Look, I'm not here for trouble. We all need to work together. If you put your microwaves down, I will put my guns down. They oblige. Microwave wands go down. John's guns go down. And then they start making, they start breaking bread. Immediately, Samson calls dibs on the Whitley. Using old time previous um prior to the unsc using old universal space law he calls dibs on the ship because there's nobody on the whitley and john is a little bit confused because number one the laws changed cast offs aren't aware of that number two why the hell would all the humans on the whitley get off the ship and Samson responds, well, they're being chased by aliens that will eat people. And this is also true. You come to find out that the, um, oh 
man, boy, did I write this down? One second, boys. That was one second, Kenny. I know it was. Please don't shoot me. Also, I should have highlighted. I apologize, y'all. The name I was looking for was the Kigyar. I was just gonna say Jackal, but I know we said Kigyar a couple episodes way back. But yeah, the jackals are actually known to eat humans in the Halo universe. Jackal, jackal, it's a jackal. But oh yeah, well that the jackals is a whole other monster. We'll we're gonna cover that someday. Um. Well, they're calling dibs on the ship. John lets them know, like y'all, y'all can't have the ship. Y'all don't even know how to fly the ship. Samson responds, don't worry, we're going to figure it out. We already got a team out there. Our girl, Ebba, Our is going to set up the ship. <laughs> yeah, it, it Ebba, Ebba. <laughs> don't worry about it. That cracked, that cracked them. That cracked Brandon right there. That... <laughs> Ebba, yeah. Don't worry, this eight-year-old girl with pigtails got this shit. She's going to hotwire this fucking thing and get us out from another problem. <laughs> I like My to think hero. Ebba. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ebba. All right. I'm sorry, keep going. No, you're good. No, you're fine cuz it gets better. And John's like, "Y'all, y'all understand y'all how first of all, how are y'all going to get in the ship?" <laughs> don't don't worry, Jamarcus got it. <laughs> first of all it's Ebba no Jamarcus got him Jamarcus in Ebba's doing the hot <laughs> well I, that's exactly what they're talking about so apparently they're tell me I'm close <laughs> tell they... me I'm fucking close you're, you're, you're very close so they're ancestors because apparently these kids aren't as dumb as we thought they got left a shit ton of learning modules oh great <laughs> Yeah, these kids do fucking LMSs like corporate employees. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, our our ancestors left us the tips of how to use um like a, a, a hook, like a hacking hook on ships to open up different uh, ports and slots of it so they so can sneak in. Commercial can openers. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So- they're harpooning cargo doors, and John is like, if if y'all don't be careful, you know our ships go boom, right? <laughs> and then they're all like, wait, like that big boom from earlier? And he's like, yes, yes, like the big boom. <laughs> the biggest even, the biggest of booms. The, the one biggest that woke your booms. ass up. <laughs> Emma comes by, by the way. She like runs back on her spider tank, like, hey, I got it. We're good. We're ready to go. <laughs> How do so, I reach these kids? <laughs> at this point, I feel like John and Brandon are the same person at this point in the story. John is like, um, I got to figure out what's going on. Why did the humans leave the ship and why the Covenant are chasing them wherever they're going in the underground highway tunnel? Number two, y'all can't leave. You don't know how to fly the ship. We have a surprise party of elite special ops coming behind us. What do you think is going to happen? And he tries to explain how, like, how much 
how much longer the 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 covenant are behind them and he does quick math he breaks it down to heartbeats and then he kind of and i'm just gonna speed through because it's just a whole lot of talking on this end um he explains to them i need you guys out of the way and if you guys get out of the way we will get you off the planet and the pirates are like okay that's fair we will be completely out of your way as long as you promise to get everybody off the planet and then you actually see at this moment like the nine cast-offs that show up behind john like they're all different ages there's babies there's children there's like somewhat old people um they're all like hunkering and holding on to like these three four five six spiders tanks that they have available so after some like long ass back and forth, after like them like touting their lineage of how they're pirates and castoffs and separate separatists, they're all the same in the UNSC. The UNSC is nothing but liars. I mean, John convinces them. I mean, they write though. We'll worry about that in Halo Two. <laughs> We worry about that at Halo 2. Not on Netherrock. But either way, they're like, fine. So John does the same strategy. He does the same strategy of like, hey, there's a cave all the way over yonder. I want you guys to hang out there until we handle everything. So they're like, all right, cool. They're they're getting ready. They're kind of getting ready to pack up. And then John is like, okay, the Whitley is empty. The Lucky Break is empty. And I have the special ops team that's coming through. I have three problems. We can't all go into the Whitley because we're going to get jumped outside. We can't all go to the lucky break because you guessed it. We're going to get jumped outside. Don't go outside, idiot. Ah, but you got to remember, I can't send one Spartan into the Whitley with no backup because we don't know what's in the Whitley. Don't go in the Whitley, idiot. Well, that's another problem. Well, if I want to go to Lucky Break, I can't just send one Spartan into the Lucky Break. And then the last problem, I can't keep Linda in the back to cover us well, from the first surprise of all, party. With that cake, Linda needs to be in the front. But what about hey. Ebba? I thought Ebba had this. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck's Ebba been doing? Where's her master plan? Well, remember, Ebba finished hacking the ship. Oh, and then they I'm done. They this isn't a ship. fucking union job. You have more work to do afterwards. <laughs> Well, it just so happens that before John sends them away, he realizes, I need an army. (laughs) They have microwave wands. So he stops. He stops them and he's like, hey, so um, I need your guys' help. These people are coming. We're spread thin. Can you offer us assistance? And they're like, yeah, for a price. And he and John is like living. He's like, yo, we're offering you a way off this rock. And then they counter, well, you know, we made a deal to get out of your way. And that secured our right off the planet. Now, if you want us to help you, we need a new deal. So John then goes, what do you want? Boys, take your guess. What do a bunch of generational pirate castoffs want in the world? Gold doubloons. Booty, of course. 
a ship. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have a word with Troy Dennings, John. That's that's a solid answer. Brandon, you're cheating. I am not. It, they did ask for a ship. <laughs> they they totally asked for a ship. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> He's been reading the book. That's oh what's been God. going on. I'm, I can't believe you. You literate bastard. How dare you? <laughs> I hate I hate all of this so much. <laughs> but it's funny. They asked for like the um the pinto of of freaking ships. And John's like, we can't give you that ship. That ship is totally not going to happen. So Fred pops in and was like, we'll give you the Toyota Corolla of ships. What do you say? Are you asking us? That's... No, I had a. I actually, actually oh. had a mini stroke. I, like, I, I, I paused. It was not a necessary pause. I don't know why I just died a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah they accept the toyota corolla of, of ships fred is like well john is like how the fuck are we gonna get that ship fred is like don't worry about it we got an army now we'll worry about the rest when the time comes to it and gentlemen that is pretty much the end of the chapter but i want to leave you with one thing cliffhanger that John loves so much. The next chapter, we pick up with an old friend. She's a little crusty. She's a little tired. She's a little irradiated. But in the distance, she sees a Covenant tank incoming. We pick up next Halo with our girl Petrov. I won't be here. You guys have fun with that. You love Petra. <laughs> I literally won't be here, so you guys have fun with that. Bitch. <laughs> you know what's really messed up? That that's not a character that has a lot of information to deep dive. Either. No, she just sucks. Like, that's her deep... That's her lore. Yeah, but she's got a, she's got a lot of heart. She has a whole lot Anybody of Anybody who says they have a whole lot of heart is usually a giant waste of space. Or hiding yeah. something. That's not true. The kid from uh, Pla- Captain Planet, his ring was the heart ring. The kid Go from figure. India, the worst the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hill you're gonna die on, huh? <laughs> That's no one uh, okay. like no no one liked the heart one. Nobody liked the heart one. Uh, the the Tin Man <laughs> again. <laughs> no, he wanted a braid. <laughs> no, I don't even know. <laughs> All right. Well, have fun with that. Um, I wasn't joking. I will not be here. So uh, be sure to send us an email at youmeandlore at gmail.com and let me know how much they uh, they put, how much heart they put into that episode. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go watch the Jerry, Jeremy Runner show. That's not out yet. <laughs> I know you're run, goading me. Like life. I know, you, like I know you're doing it, and I don't know how it's working. <laughs> I don't like it. It's I know. Too. I don't know why it's bothering me so much. <laughs> I know. I know how you feel.
many others have felt the same way. We love ya. <laughs> People hate listening to that. Oh, man. But yeah. All right. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you next week. We're doing Death Stranding. Wait, Death needs a lift? Yes, it's stranded. Should have got triple A. I hate you. Jerry Renner, Jerry, Jeremy Renner says he loves this podcast. You can't <laughs> legally say that. He doesn't say that. That was a joke. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> damn it. See you next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher uh, to stay up to date on all things lore. Also, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to leave feedback and make suggestions on what series to do next. You, Me, and Lore is an original podcast written and produced by Brandon Weiner and Kenny Gomez. We do not own the rights to any of the artistry. All rights are owned by their respective companies. Sound and editing by... Kenny Gomez and Brandon Weiner. Intro composed and played by Achilles Amistat. Transitions and outro composed and played by Sam Gibbs. Both can be found on Fiverr.com. For inquiries, information, and feedback, please visit You, Me, and Lore on Facebook or email us directly at youmeandlore at gmail. Bye-bye.